Hi, this is Adam Bergman, IRA Financial. On today's Adam Talks, I am going to summarize the recently passed SECURE Act, which is probably the most expanded legislation involving retirement accounts in a number of years. And SECURE Act stands for Setting Every Community Up for Retirement Enhancement, SECURE Act. Uh, and it was passed 417 to 3, May 23, 2019. Uh, it's very close to the RESA Act, which is the Retirement Enhancement and Savings Act of 2019 that was introduced on April 1, 2019 by the Senate Finance Committee, Chairman Grassley. So um, this is a, some really interesting legislation. Uh, it's obviously going to go back to the Senate, and then whatever happens there, the, the president ultimately will sign it. This is going to happen, a uh, very strong chance that most of this will get passed as law, because there's a lot of good things. There's some stuff that I'm not super excited about, but overall, I think there's some positive stuff here that's going to help Americans save for retirement, and that's the goal. Uh, the retirement system, I keep preaching this, but it's true. It's one of the, the systems that work, unlike healthcare, Social Security. Uh, this works. That's why you don't see a lot of uh, chatter about it, and there's not a lot of uh, legislation on it because, for the most part, the system works. So let's start at some of the key points. Uh, some of this is not only IRA. Some of it's 401ks, 529s. So I'm just going to really focus on the key provisions that involve uh, clients in the IRA and 401k world. So the first is the MEPs, multiple employer plans. Under current law, multiple employer plans, basically the idea is to group a lot of businesses together so they could uh, save costs on the administration and investments related to establishing 401ks. The problem now with MEPS is that there's bad apple rules. So if one company screws up, it can impair other companies and there could be liability. In addition, you have to be in the same industry. So the new law is basically going to scrap those bad apple rules. Um, you're um, not going to have to be in the same industry. Um, and RISA also had kind of the same thoughts. However, unlike the SECURE Act, RISA would apply the plan years beginning after 2022, two years later than the SECURE Act. So the MEP, I think this is definitely going to pass. There's a lot of uh, excitement about trying to reduce costs involved with uh, 401ks, even though the costs have come down tremendously, especially on the investment side. And the administration is pretty uh, minor uh, compared to the benefits. But anyways, I think this is definitely going to uh, pass because there's so much support for it. Um, and especially getting rid of the one bad apple issue, uh, that's going to make it easier. From a reporting standpoint, there'll be one fifty five hundred for the pooled employer plan. And it's going to have all the lists of the participating employers, good faith estimate of percentage of total contributions, aggregate account balances, and it's going to identify information for the pool plan provider. Um, so it's hopefully they'll, they'll simplify the 5,500 process, um, but that's the goal. Um, they expect it to uh, reduce revenues by you know, over $3 billion. So we shall see. Um, the next big uh, idea is a safe harbor cap on automatic enrollment escalation. Uh, they're going to raise the 10% limit to 15 for years after the first plan year which employees automatically enrolled. So again, the idea is to get people enrolled into these plans and, and up the contribution amount um, because the idea is once you're in, uh, you're not even thinking about saving, and that's the good part. And stats prove that automatic enrollment helps people save for retirement. Um, 
So uh, there's another uh, under Section 103 Safe Harbor 401k plans. That's a 401k plan that basically meets uh, Safe Harbor rules. Essentially, a certain amount of people in the plan are participating. There's no top-heavy issues, and um, either there's a 3% Safe Harbor, elective or non-elective. The, the SECURE Act hopes to uh, eliminate the Safe Harbor uh, requirement for non-elective contributions. but also permit a plan to be amended to become a non-elective Safe Harbor plan um, at a certain point during the year. So not, not that exciting. Um, the next part, uh, which I think is interesting, is the startup credit for s- small employer plans. Current law, uh, employers up to 100 employees, you could uh, get a credit uh, equal for three years, equal to 50% of certain costs paid or incurred in connection with starting the plan, up to 500 bucks. The SECURE Act is going to do a 500 cap, but it's going to be increased to the greater of 500 or the lesser of 250 for each nine highly compensated employee, up or 5,000 bucks. So it's going to increase it and hopefully make um, businesses a little offer an incentive to set up the plan because the credit uh, could, could be increased to the greater of 500 bucks or the lesser of uh, 250 for each non highly compensated employee or 5,000 bucks. Um, so generally the credit is going to go up. Um, and this is obviously going to hurt revenues for the treasury. Uh, the next big one is um, IRA contributions based on non-tuition fellowships. Uh, the definition of compensation for IRA contributions it's going to be amended to include any amount which is included in the individual's gross income paid for the individual for the pursuit of graduate or postdoctoral studies. So they're going to increase the definition of compensation for IRA contributions for um, fellowships. Next big, big, big one is 70 and a half. That is going to change to 72. Uh, the whole idea um, – is to allow, um, as people are obviously living longer, the idea is to allow people to make contributions for a um, longer period of time. So it increased the age triggering their RMD from 70 and a half to 72. This is obviously a huge positive. I'm very pro this. Uh, 70 and a half is way too young. It hurts people uh, to save money because it forces them to take RMDs. This is not relevant to a Roth because there's no RMDs. And Roth IRAs can make contributions at any point as long as they have income. Um, another another uh, provision is plan withdrawals for birth or adoption. So under the definition of qualified birth or adoption distributions from a, a retirement or plan IRA, you can take distributions to satisfy costs associated with qualified birth or adoption and get around 10% penalty. Still got to pay tax, but you get around the 10% penalty. So that's pretty cool. Um, this is very interesting, actually. Plan adoption deadline. You now, the prior, the current law is that if you don't have your four hundred one k plan set up twelve thirty one in nineteen, for example, you can't make contributions for nineteen. Um, it has to be set up in nineteen for nineteen. The new law is going to let you do it like a SEP IRA until the return is filed. So with a SEP IRA, you can make contributions for nineteen by as long as you set up the plan. Um, before, let's say, April 15, 2020, okay? Or if there's an extension before the extension is filed. The sole okay, you have to set up in the year where the contribution is affected for. Uh, new rules will make it more like a SEP IRA where you can set it up after the fact. So if you want to set something up in 19 but you kind of forget about it, you can do it up until you know tax return deadline 20. Uh, 
2020. So that's that's amazing. I like that. Uh, they're hoping to uh, make it easier to do consolidated 5500s if you have more than one plan. Uh, so that's something they've talked about. That's in the Secure Act. Um, also, for defined contribution plans, they're going to force providers to include lifetime income disclosures. So they're trying to make it uh, more transparent so people can see actually what they need to save for retirement. Um, so that's, I guess, a good idea. Uh, for annuity, so annuity is also a big part of the SECURE Act. Uh, for some reason, um, whether it's, it's House or Senate, they believe annuity should be more prevalent in plans. The idea is uh, people uh, won't blow their money. There's going to be a little bit of money each year from this annuity contract. problem with annuities now is the risk to, to the fiduciary of the plan is, God forbid, they pick the wrong annuity company and it goes bust – they can be uh, hit with some lawsuits and there could be some fiduciary risk. So that's why annuities aren't a very big part of formal case. There's also reasons for not for annuities not being popular, i.e. costs and the fact that if you have a very low retirement balance, the annuity is pretty much worthless. For example, if you have $25,000 in your 401k at 70, you know, annuity is going to give you uh, 800 bucks a year. It's just not worth it. You might as well just keep investing it or take out what you need. So I'm not a big annuity guy. I think it, it there's high costs. It limits uh, your ability to diversify, but uh, it does provide stated rate of returns each year, some cash flow. So they're going to make it easier for annuities. They're going to reduce that risk on the fiduciary, basically take away that risk. So um, as long as – even if the annuity companies go bust, the fiduciary will be protected um, as long as there's no fraud. Um, so that again, it's annuities are a big part of this plan. Uh, Five twenty nine. That's education plans. They're going to include. Uh, they're going to expand the definition of expenses for uh, fees, books, supplies, equipment. So that that's a good uh, thing too. Um, all for apprenticeships. So right now it's included for schools, but they're going to include it for apprenticeships. Uh, the idea that hey, someone may want to do an apprenticeship, maybe be a plumber or such. And they want to be able to use their 529 for that. Current law, you can't do it. Now you'll be able to. Um, same with student loans. The 529 could be used uh, under SECURE Act to pay principal and interest on qualified education loans of a 529-designated uh, beneficiary. So that's interesting. The 529 doesn't have to be um, you know, j uh, used just to pay expenses to go for school. Under current law, 529 nine plan withdrawals that are used to repay student loans are not 529 qualified. So if you use some of your 529 to pay for your loans, you're, it's not uh, considered uh, qualified 529. It's not tax-free. It's kind of treated as a distribution. Um, they want to expand that to pay the loans, which is a great idea because people, more and more students are getting stuck with heavy loan burdens. And, and if they have any extra 529 cash in their account, they should be able to use it to pay off those loans. So that's very good. The next big, big, or the last big part of this uh, provision, big part of the Secure Act, is the stretch IRA, which they're trying to get rid of. So right now, if you leave, if you God forbid pass, and you have an IRA, okay, and you you leave it to a spouse, then obviously it goes into the spouse's name, and there's no such thing as a stretch because the IRA then becomes part of the spouse. Uh, but if you leave your IRA to a child or a non-spouse beneficiary, under current law. You could either stretch it over five years or you can stretch it over the individual's life. So if you name a child who's 35 years old when you die as a beneficiary, 
the you can stretch that RMD because that RMD could be stretched over that 35-year-old life expectancy, which will be much larger than if they were 65 or larger than five years. So you'll be able to take have that IRA grow longer and take out less money each year, uh, at least at a minimum. Of course, you can always take out more, but it will stretch out the IRA, which is nice. Um, what on the current law? You can do that. So what they want to do under the RESA Act, what they tried to do is five years of death. Okay, not for for anyone that um, has more than four hundred thousand dollars, and it wouldn't include you know surviving spouses, uh, a child under the age of majority, disabled or chronically ill, or any other person who's more than ten years younger than the participant IRA owner. So um, there there are some exceptions that you can kind of get around. Um, Risa talked about this four hundred thousand. The Secure Act basically says. Uh, an individual beneficiary would be required to draw down his or her entire inherited interest within 10 years. This rule would apply regardless of whether RMD has begun prior to the owner or participant's death. Uh, it wouldn't apply to DB plans. Uh, the 10-year rule would not apply to any portion payable to an el- eligible designated beneficiary, which is basically a surviving spouse, a young a child under majority age, disabled, chronically ill individual, or any other person who's not more than 10 years younger. So if you die and you're 70 and your beneficiary is 64, the stretch is not going to apply. But if the beneficiary is 44, that 10-year will apply. So we'll see where it goes between the 5 and 10 years, that $400,000 threshold, which doesn't seem to be in the uh, SECURE Act. Um, so that's very interesting. The, I would say just to summarize, because that's probably the last big provision I'm going to talk about, the big stuff are redu- increasing the RMD from 70.5 to 72, the stretch IRA reducing the, the benefit of that, which, again, I'm not in favor for. Uh, I don't know why they're doing it. They claim that they're going to be able to raise a considerable amount of money. Um, I'm not sure about it. According to their statistics, it's going gonna, it's gonna to increase revenues by uh, $15.8 billion. I'm not sure uh, about that, but I guess that's what their numbers show. I know there's certain tax planning that people are doing um, to stretch IRAs. One thing to note, if, if you leave it to a trust, you, you're not – the stretch obviously doesn't apply anyways. It's generally a five-year stretch. Um, but uh, this is significant because it's a lot of people, if you're leaving money to kids, uh, non-spouses, uh, that stretch is nice and the stretch won't be there again. If you uh, if the law is passed, and I think it will be, I think some variation of the secure RISA provision relating to the stretch will be um, approved and signed into law. So I think the stretch is going to go away to some degree. Again, it doesn't apply to surviving spouses or uh, minors or anyone that's within ten years of you. Um, we'll see where that four hundred thousand dollar threshold comes in, and whether it's five or ten years. Um, other than that, obviously increasing 70.5 to 72 to RMD is huge. Multiple employer plans is nice. Uh, annuities is going to be there. I, I'm still not sure how prevalent it's going to be. Um, adding the ability for automatic enrollment in certain cases, 529s and fellowships, uh, 529 to pay loans, I think are some interesting stuff. Uh, but I think overall there's some really good provisions. I'm not in favor of the stretch. Uh, the MEP uh, could be interesting, multiple employer plan. If it reduces costs and makes more people save for retirement, then, then I'm for it. Uh, I'm just uh, not sure people are going to actually do it, but we'll see. Uh, but otherwise, I, I think overall uh, there's some really good proposals in here. I think the Senate will come back with something close to secure and RISA, something in the middle, 
for the most part, pretty similar to what I just talked about under the SECURE Act. And I think the president will sign into law this year, I do, uh, maybe in the fall. Um, and, and it's going to be some, some significant legislation. It's probably the most significant legislation uh, in the last 13 or so years regarding retirement funds, retirement accounts. Uh, some stuff for IRAs, 401ks, defined benefit plans, 529s. Uh, so a little bit for everyone. Uh, but overall, positive stuff. Uh, we'll see what happens with the stretch, how much uh, comments they receive on it, on uh, the limitations from a tax planning perspective. But otherwise, uh, I think it's positive. I will try to update all you um, as um, it, the bill makes its way, I guess, to the Senate, and they, they kind of rework uh, rework it uh, and then pass it. So there'll be updates in the coming months on, on whether it's Secure, Risa, or some new variation of these bills. Um, and then again, I expect this to get signed by the president uh, in 19 at some point. Anna Bergman, uh, IRA Financial, thanks for listening. Uh, please uh, subscribe, download, uh, leave a comment. Till next time, thanks again.